0: A Locked On Big Ten roundtable after the Big Ten gets a little bit bigger. USC and UCLA joining the conference at the start of the 2024 season. This all happened within a matter of hours here earlier today. And now we have a couple of our Locked On Big Ten hosts, as well as representatives from USC and UCLA here to chat about it with us. Let's start over with Mark Kolkin of Locked On USC. Mark, thanks for joining us your first reactions as your team is headed out of the Pac-12. The first
1: reaction was cha-ching. I mean, this is something that USC fans have been, not coming to the Big Ten, but they have just been looking for that. When is USC gonna flex their muscle and make a move that's going to help them? You know, in the Pac-12, the Pac-10, it's all about equity. Everybody gets the same amount of money. Well, guess what? USC brings a little bit more to the table than our friends in Pullman or Tucson or Corvallis. And that's not being, me being mean. That's just me being matter of fact. So this is a move financially. USC is going to win big. The Big Ten wins big. College football is changing. Um, look, we can go on forever on this. That's my initial reaction. Spencer, your thoughts?
2: Yeah, I, I think it's a money decision first, second, and third, and a football decision fourth, because I don't think for either school you're setting yourself up for a better path to to improve your programs to where you want them to go. I, I understand that money is the driving force behind a lot of decisions in college sports, so at the end of the day, it's not all that surprising, but Lincoln Riley coming to USC, I mean, it's a gut punch to the Pac-12, first of all, because all the talk about our our beloved Conference of Champions this offseason has been, well, resurgent USC is going to help re-legitimize the West Coast. And now here we are a couple months later talking about is the Pac-12 going to exist in five years? Because if you poach away from the Big Ten's point of view, Oregon and Washington, for instance, and that's not officially rumored, but speculation is flying around. And I think with pretty good reason, if you poach them away, who's left in the Pac-12? It'd be Utah and a bunch of pretty mediocre programs on on the whole. And that's just not going to be enough to sustain you. I think you just would cease to be a power five conference at that point. I think you're holding on by a thread with the loss of USC and UCLA from a football standpoint. When you look at basketball as well, where UCLA has been one of the biggest brands. So I I think it's a a money decision first, and one that uh, new commissioner George Klyovkov is uh, is getting a, a rude awakening into his job. Spencer
0: McLaughlin of Locked On Pac-12 joining us. The future of that conference is an entire different conversation we could have for hours, as is this one. Moving over to Big Ten side, uh, Jay Stevens, host of Locked On Buckeyes here. Jay, you've got some competition on the football field now. How welcoming are you to these two teams coming in here?
3: I I'm welcome welcoming. People may say, Jay, why would you allow more competition? Well, no matter who the competition is in the Big Ten, Ohio State has found a way to dominate the conference over basically the past 20 years. Not winning it every year, but they found ways to overcome hurdles and still be the preeminent team, football team in the conference. So I say bring it on. Um, those trips to L.A. will be fun. They will be enjoyable. The players will get a different vibe and a different look at a different uh State in different stadiums and historic, historic stadiums, which it will be fun to play in. But I just say bring it on because Ohio State has adjusted very well to the different things that Big Ten has added over the past just 10 years. So I do think they'll be able to adjust very well to USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten Conference.
0: And Kane Rob joining us as well, the host of Locked On Gophers. We're gonna talk about the geography of this thing in a bit, but Minnesota welcoming in some warm weather teams onto the football schedule. I uh,
4: guess open arms there, Kane. For sure. I mean, I'm sure that the players themselves will enjoy getting to play in some warmer weather games, getting to go out to California a little bit more often. Hopefully don't have too much fun, focus on the game over there. But uh, overall, I think it's, it's a welcome challenge. And I think even play styles will be really interesting because you see a lot of ground and pound in the Big Ten. I mean, the only team you really see passing the ball often and early and often is Ohio State. Now you're going to get that type of play style coming from USC, especially with Lincoln Riley joining the crew and UCLA. So it'll be interesting to see see how they adjust to defend a lot of teams and how our teams in the Big Ten adjust to maybe passing the ball more often and incorporating that pass game across the conference.
0: Spencer, that's an interesting point he makes about the different styles of play that these two conferences traditionally have. As UCLA and USC make this transition over to the Big Ten, do you think it's an advantage, at least in the immediate future, for them to be more of that spread it out offense? Or is there going to be a struggle like Kane talks about, trying to defend the ground and pound of Big Ten football?
2: I think there's more than one way to win a football game. You look at some of the biggest matchups in the Pac-12 conference over the last decade or so. Some of them have been Stanford, Oregon, you know, back when Chip Kelly was with the Ducks. Those are two very different styles, but both of those coaches, David Shaw and Chip Kelly, won Pac-12 championships, won Rose Bowls, won BCS games, and they did it in two very different ways. And I don't think the play style is going to be a huge differentiator here in terms of how they, you know, will match up in the conference conference. I think it'll be no different uh, than what you might see within the Pac-12 is every team has their own style, their own identity, and how they want to play. And USC certainly will throw the ball plenty. You have Caleb Williams as your quarterback, maybe the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft. You're going to air it out with uh, with Lincoln Riley back there calling the plays. But the thing with UCLA, I'm not entirely sure what the national perception is of the Bruins, but They want to run the ball first and foremost. That's what Chip Kelly has always wanted to do. It was more speed and beat you to the edge and have smaller, smaller polling linemen back when he was with Oregon. But UCLA, first and foremost, they're a physical power running football team. So stylistically, I think they fit into the Big Ten more than people would think there. And they want to throw off of that run action. That's what Chip Kelly has always been about as an offensive play caller. And I think he's adapted in some ways since he's gotten to UCLA, recruiting bigger running backs, bigger offensive linemen. And if they can make adjustments on the defensive side of the ball and they've got a new defensive coordinator, which is a move about two years overdue, uh, then, then I think they're they're going to be able to be a, a team that, that you have to reckon with in the Big Ten. But they're certainly not someone who I expect to come out and you know start throwing the ball 40, 50 times a game. It's not what Chip wants to do.
0: That's the question. I guess we'll go Mark and then Jay. Are these teams going to be competing for Big Ten championships on the football field and on the basketball court right away? Is that something that is going to be just a plug and play here? It seems like it is that simple.
1: Uh, theoretically, for USC and UCLA, it should be. Uh, you know, just to kind of reach into my a cliches, it's, it's all about the Jimmys and Joes versus the X's and O's. You know, you were talking about the different styles. Well, Again, not to kind of act a little older and age. I don't know your guys' ages, but I've been around a little bit longer, I think. Pete Carroll, he was able to go into the SEC country, Big Ten country, wherever, and play any type of style and walk away with a big smile on his face after the game was over. So, again, when USC is recruiting the type of players that they want and those type of players now want to come back to USC with Lincoln Riley, the question really is... Can the rest of the Big Ten now catch up to what USC is? Because USC's recruiting footprint, they don't need to leave Southern California. They do it to cherry pick. They do it for that next first-round draft pick. Now, as far as basketball, real quickly, you know, you're picking up another basketball school. And it's not UCLA. There's one. There's three schools in this country that have had one player draft in the last five NBA drafts. It's Duke. That's Kentucky,
3: and that's USC.
1: Just something to kind of chew on.
3: I do think, Nate, that they will be competing, USC specifically for football, Um, not just their playing style, but I think the recruiting that Mark mentioned, that's one of the biggest things and the biggest knock to me with the Big Ten Conference is a lot of schools, they're stuck in the old way. They have not adjusted to the new way of playing and the newer playing styles that – A lot of young athletes want to play once they get in college. They know what they've done in high school, or they want to go to in college and not learn a new system. What's going to be learning a new system, but they want to just be able to kind of take their own skills that they got in high school and just expound on them. And at the next level, a lot of big ten schools are still kind of old school and they have not adjusted via recruiting like in Ohio state or other schools have around the country. And so I do think USC can quickly become a school that is trying to play in the Big 10 championship game. And honestly, I I believe I saw that, I wanna say SoFi Stadium is in the running to host a Big 10 championship game at some point, which would be a luxury for those LA schools. Would it be USC or UCLA out there at that time? I don't know, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's one of those schools, plus an Ohio State or Penn State, uh, sorry, Michigan as well, um, to be in there. Not Michigan, they, they suck. But I do think at some point that it could be them um, simply because like, they recruit in a way that most Big Ten schools can't compete with.
0: I think the geography side of this is going to be, when we look back on this however many years from now, maybe the biggest thing that has the ripple effect on the rest of college sports. Because up until now, realignment had been regional. It, it was all about trying to get the best teams within a reasonable travel distance for your schools and teams to get to big 10 blew the doors off that with this this is now a national conference which i mean if you talk about recruiting which we have mentioned a couple of times already it gives players something that nobody else can offer at any sort of rate to try and keep up with the big 10. kane i feel like this is a huge advantage for this conference on the field and on the court outside of just like the actual prestige of teams that are coming in. I I feel like if you're a high school kid, the big 10 now has more to offer than any other
4: conference. For sure. It's a talking point. Absolutely. And on top of that, I feel like it helps all schools with looking at their recruiting footprints. I mean, you can at least dabble into getting more into maybe those territories because they'll be playing back home every once in a while. So maybe you'll get that. Like I can speak for Minnesota. We don't get California kids at all. We'll see if that has any adjustment as we look at it. If we get a handful, I'm not saying it's going to shift and we're going to get that all of a sudden, but maybe those guys who aren't getting the offers from UCLA and USC but want to be able to come know they'll come back and play at home every so often, maybe you get a couple of those guys. And same goes for UC, USC and UCLA. Maybe they're able to pull more Midwest kids knowing that they'll be playing around that area. So it's definitely intriguing for sure.
0: What do our Pac-12 guys think about that? I mean, California recruiting is a little bit something else out there. Can the Big Ten start to pull in guys all the way out from the West Coast just because those two teams have a different conference name attached to them?
1: You know, for these young men that are coming up now, it's it's all about styles. So if if a coach can develop a relationship and look, um, Jay had mentioned Ohio State's had zero issue uh, recruiting. They can pull players from California. They do it now. And they they might be not be doing it as much with frequency going forward. But, um, yeah, it can be done. You know, kids want an opportunity to go to school for free. And if this is just giving them another opportunity to explore another horizon, sure. I'm trying to keep up with today's generation. Um, for me, it's a little bit different. I'm trying to kind of get a feel for you know, what people feel passionate about. And I think that's one thing that the Big Ten is different than the West Coast. There's a, a core value system in the Big Ten in the Midwest that I think is going to be a huge benefit to the schools in LA that might have lost some of that. You don't get that college environment in LA as much as you get in the Midwest, I guess is the, what I'm trying to say.
0: A really interesting point, and I agree. Uh, these. Also schools, of course, bring the big name power to the big 10 as well. It's USC, it's UCLA. It's also 16 teams now as well in the conference. Spencer, as you look at coming in here, how do you want things to work as you start to get a say in big tens, negotiating with things like, uh, divisions and stuff like that? How does 16 teams in a conference work?
2: I, I don't think divisions are, are the future of college football anymore. I think they're in you know, the Pac-12 already had a rule change, and George Kliavkoff, one of the best early moves of, of his tenure as as our our conference commissioner, has been to lobby the NCAA to get rid of regulation saying you have to have divisions and two division winners. That was always a dumb rule. And you know, of the eleven Pac-12 championships that you that, that you've seen take place so far, five of them would have been different if this rule had been in place. Then, So I, I think that that's the right move. And if you're the Big Ten, I don't think the number of teams right now is really concerning you. I mean, you're the Big Ten, but you're actually the Big 16. I don't know if they're going to move to that name change on a conference level or not, but I don't think you implement divisions there. I think you want the two best teams because from a conference perspective, at the end of the year, or at the end of the regular season, I should say, you want to put your two best teams on, on the field, on national television to battle it out for you know, uh, from a conference perspective, you're hoping a college football playoff spot, maybe uh, a New Year's Six Bowl or, or something of the sorts, maybe an undefeated season now and then. I mean, you want that sort of stuff to to be as big as it can possibly be. And, and I don't think having divisions is going to, you know, help any of that. I think that you just maybe you put it in there for scheduling purposes, but I think you got to go the way of what the Pac-12 has done, and I know that there are some other conferences who, who have followed suit as well, Power Five and non-Power Five, we are saying Let, let's just put in the two teams with the highest conference winning percentage. And I, I don't see how you know putting divisions in there is going to change that. I think they're clearly comfortable having 16 teams in, in their conference. So if that's the case, then you shouldn't feel the need to you know divide into eight and eight. And it's not like it's changing the overall number. So I, I think you just go with you know whoever the top two teams are at the end of the regular season.
0: Big Ten's been using that B1G logo for a while. Someone on Twitter pointed out, six looks close enough to a G. You might be able to just plug that in. (laughs) I don't think any name change is coming, but maybe we can do something along those lines. Uh, Jane King, this is a move the Big Ten made to try and match Oklahoma and Texas going to the SEC. If you ask me, it does that, maybe even does a little bit more. How are you guys feeling about how you stack up against that conference in this power struggle that we've started?
3: And football is still the SEC, man. That that conference is different when it comes to football. I get what USC brings. I get what UCLA brings. USC has not been a power or or a a major power in college football where they're competing for national championships in a while, consistently doing that in a while. USC is going to bring something different, but I think it goes back to the recruiting aspect that I mentioned earlier. Not many schools in the Big Ten can go down south and get that talent and get them to come up north. Not USC. Ohio State, Like I think Mark mentioned, they're they're doing that, going to California, can go down south. There's a kid in Georgia who might commit to Ohio State tomorrow. That's to be determined. I I mean, it's possible. But Ohio State can go down south and get those guys. The SEC is still getting those guys, those guys that are the – Talented, the elite prospects are in the country. A lot of them that are down south, they're staying down south for a reason. It's still the SEC. Yeah, it does help the, the Big Ten as far as being a, a bigger conference, a more powerful on the fo- football landscape. But the SEC, SEC is different. It's always been different. And I don't think that's going to change in regards to the decision with USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten Conference.
4: Yeah, I tend to agree. But on the flip side, I do think that both UCLA and USC are trending in the right direction, uh, especially as of late and with the Lincoln Riley hire. So I definitely think it brings more validity to the games across the board because you see a lot of SEC schools complain about, well, the Big Ten isn't playing anybody besides Ohio State and Michigan or the occasional Penn State, depending on if they decide to flop that year or not. So it's just like, adding two schools like that, it brings more validity, both in football and in basketball. They're both trending in the right direction and it, it's the powerhouse names. It might've been long ago that they had consistency, but it seems like they're trending in the right direction as well to getting back to that point, so. We
0: mentioned a national conference is intriguing to recruit, also very intriguing to media companies, the big 10, has a media rights deal it's negotiating right this second. Now we know maybe why that deal had not been announced yet. It could mean a whole lot more money coming into this conference. Uh, Mark, I know you have thoughts on what exactly this does to that aspect of
1: things. Well, look, let's just be honest here. The biggest city in the Big Ten now is LA. So you're going to have a shift a seismic shift of where, you know, the media is gonna to want to put their money. You know, you got SoFi, right down the street from the Coliseum. You've got the NFL, you've got the Lakers, and there's just so much around. And then you bring in NIL. Um, again, there's just so much to kind of chew on right now. It, it's hard to kind of say what the effect is gonna be. But I think when you're talking about TV and the amount of money and the brand that USC and UCLA brings, yeah, it's. I don't know the kind of dollars we're going to be talking about here when when they actually announce that TV contract, but the SEC is going to be chasing the Big Ten. And I, I look, I, I as far as scheduling, you're going to have two major national conferences. One of the cells all said and done, in five ten years, you're going to have USC play in Alabama one year. Ohio State playing another team from the SEC. That's going to be your pool of scheduling because TV is going to dictate who is playing who. It's going to be the NFL. Mm -hmm.
0: Thoughts from uh, the other side here on the Big Ten hosts, Jay and Kane. Uh, This is huge for Big Ten media, of course. Uh, What does it mean for individual Big Ten schools? I mean, more money coming in, I suppose. But is that exactly worth what's uh, coming in on the competitive side?
3: I think so. I think the money coming in is going to be a big deal. Mark mentioned the TV contracts and the the negotiating and what LA brings specifically when it comes to money and things that are there in what's now the biggest city in the Big Ten Conference starting, I believe, August 2nd in 2024. CBS Sports, I still believe, does not have a contract with the conference They're losing the SEC. SEC, I believe, is going only on the ESPN. So I'm wondering if this is a pool for the Big Ten to get that game of the week on CBS Sports every Saturday. Now, the time will probably change because if you have two L.A. schools in 2024, you have a 2.30 p.m. – well, 3.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff. Yeah, people out there might not – might say no, but I do think with the money that CBS will pour into the Big Ten Conference, if that is what CBS wants to do, It would make sense because you're going to get games in L.A. You're going to get games against Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, Iowa, all these schools playing all these different schools, all these different teams that they normally don't play, at least initially. I do think CBS Sports could put some money out for the Big Ten and say, well, we want to make your conference and make sure you guys are the game of the week for us every week. And here's how much money we're going to double to your laps to do so
4: for sure. And I mean, like bringing these big of names in, I've seen who knows what those final numbers will be, but I've seen tweets. I've heard other people talk about how each school could be seeing up to 90 to a hundred million dollars via this TV deal. And then in comparison to what the Pac-12's current deal is, it's around 35 million per school from the TV deal. So it's just like drastically different and that money helps you in all sorts of fronts whether that be upgrading your facilities or however you choose to disperse it it helps the program immensely one more
0: before we go guys i I guess we'll just take it across the video here yes or no question as i mentioned this was a move in response to the texas oklahoma move to the sec is this move for the big 10 bigger than OU in Texas moving to that conference. Start with Jay and go across. No. Okay. Eileen, no. And Mark. Should be continued. I like that answer. Spencer.
2: I think the answer is both yes and no because I think from a shifting the ground under our feet perspective it feels bigger but if you're talking about the the caliber of schools and the national brand power of schools that are moving conferences it is smaller in that sense but when when Texas and OU announced they were going to the SEC it felt like oh okay they're they're going to get them and like that's you know a big deal but it never seemed as a potentially dire situation for the Big 12 as it seems for the Pac-12 right now. So you can count me somewhere in the middle.
0: It's Without a doubt, I think the two biggest schools that the Big 10 could have pulled in from a conference, if you're talking about just like two schools who are similar in geographics and things like that that you could get together as a pair uh, i don't think it gets any bigger than that spencer is the host of locked on pack 12 mark colkin is at locked on usc Kane robs at locked on gophers and Jay Stevens is locked on Buckeyes every single day of the week, at least three times a week here during the offseason months. I'm Nate Dickinson with Locked On Big Ten. We've got plenty, plenty to talk about on our shows over the next coming weeks. Go ahead and subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts.